Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. iEngraveStuff.com is a local engraving service based in Linden, Utah. If you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings, get in touch with one of their specialists today. You might meet McKay, who is one of the main brains of the operation. He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for iEngraveStuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros that I engrave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up I engrave stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iengravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iengravestuff.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Transmitter. My name's Ryan. And I'm Nick, and we have an exciting episode for you today. Yeah, today we're going to be interviewing Amy Walker. And before we get into the interview, we just wanted to try and update you a bit on some things that are going on. One thing that I know we've wanted to tell you for a while that we keep forgetting is uh, be sure and leave us some voice messages if you want. Um, We actually are encouraging it because we want to use some of those voice messages in our episodes. And we want to hear what you guys think. And we just think it would be a fun way to interact with you guys. So yeah, be sure to leave us some voice messages. You can find the link on Facebook if you go to our little description or you can also find it on our anchor website if you go to our podcast on anchor you won't find it anywhere else you'll just find links to it if you go to apple music or spotify or those other popular oh not apple music but the podcast app um yeah but i think that's all i've got also i hope we're sounding a little better because we've got some new soundproof panels we mentioned that last episode and i'm very proud of it so i'm gonna keep bringing that up there you go yeah and um (laughs) Yeah, and we also want to talk about my band's album release concert coming up on March 25th. We also have two great bands opening for us, Private School Boys. We had um, Jordan Cokerhands on our last episode, and we talked about their EP that they just released, and another band that we've done a battle of the bands with, Prince Duck, which also um, Ryan Davis, who is the bassist for Blix10, has also joined them on bass as well, which is how we know them. And... Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be at the Rise Studios on March 25th. I think it's going to be at 7 o'clock. It might change. Just follow our social medias and we'll be posting a lot about it for sure. I also wanted to mention 
Jordan Coker Hans. Jordan Coker Hans. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's either Coker Hans or Coker Hans. Jordan, we're so sorry. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't scare you away. Yeah, and oh, also one more thing. Um, Blix10 just released our, our second single off of our album uh, called Negativity. It's out on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere else. Also, you can stream music, YouTube. Um, go and check it out. We've worked really hard on it, and we're excited to share our music with you guys, too. All right. So, yeah, before we get into this, I just wanted to say Amy Walker is my mother. and uh, Ryan was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> we're not desperate. <laughs> we, we just thought it would be really cool to interview her today because my mom actually knows a ton about music. And if you've listened to our fourth episode with Lacey Walker or Lacey Powell, um, she goes by both, I think. Uh, I, I think she likes Walker better. Anyway, beside the point, we kind of talked about music from the younger generation because, you know, Lacey's about six years younger than us. And, you know, six years isn't a whole lot of time, but in the music world, it's a ton of time. And so much can transpire during that amount of time. And so to be able to interview someone who has, you know, been alive for longer than us is is really cool because there's so much music, especially in like the 70s and 80s, even in the 90s, that is just amazing. So a lot better than than today's generation, in my personal humble opinion. But yeah, like the 80s <laughs> I, is I the just, best. You know, just growing up with that stuff, I love it. Absolutely love that music, and it's something that will never tire with me. And I'm excited to you know to talk with with you, Amy, and all these different things about how you experienced it as it was coming out, rather than me just growing up and listening to it when it's been out for a long time. But let's go ahead and just have you introduce yourself a little bit if you want to say anything, and and we'll just go from there. Yeah, okay. how are you doing? Good. Hi, everyone. I'm really happy to be here today. Glad Ryan wasn't too embarrassed to invite his mom. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully, you know, we can talk about some fun bands and that influenced me over the years. Oh, yeah. I, and we're so excited. Like, honestly, even though you consider yourself a casual listener, I'm sure that there's tons of music that you know about that I don't know about. So, but yeah, we've got a whole bunch of questions to ask you. Uh, the first one being one of our, our favorite questions to ask anybody who comes on here. Uh, what music did you listen to growing up? So it depends on what time period you're talking about. My mom, when I was tiny, my mom influenced me and listened to the Beatles and then just basically your top 40 in the early 70s is what I remember listening to you know but then if you go on to like junior high and high school it would have been say michael jackson high school would have been like depeche mode duran duran tears for fears um and then you've also got all of the like big hair bands from the 80s so just a, a wide variety of music um in the 70s my brother and sister influenced me a lot with music they were big into into rock yeah so starting out when they were younger you know it started out with maybe like the carpenters and oh, then yeah. and then elton john and then more into like the scorpions acdc those kinds of things and so that because my brother and sister were so much older than i was I figured out pretty quickly that music brought us together, even though we were a decade apart. And their music was so much different than mine being 10 years later. Yeah. Um, but I just really learned to love all of their music. They were such a big influence in my life. And it was, they liked rock and roll. So, yeah. And it sounds like it's a huge spectrum, too. I mean, yes. everything from ACDC to the Beatles. I mean, not only do you have a lot of, um, 
different time periods in music that you've listened to, but just different genres and yeah, absolutely, it's, it's really yes. cool. Yeah, so I guess kind of going along with that, with the different bands that you listen to in each of those decades, and also with the ones that from your siblings that you listen to too. I guess what bands influenced you the most that you would say? Because like for my dad. His number one big band is Huey Lewis and the News. That's his all-time favorite. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so I grew up listening to them, and I love them because of that. And yes. I would definitely say Huey Lewis and the News has affected me because that's my dad's favorite band. And he introduced me to a lot of his music, and that was kind of my music growing up. I guess so for you, what were some bands that were kind of like that? And like, it's your all-time favorite. It influenced your life. What were some big bands like that for you? So I'd have to say that Depeche Mode was a huge influence in my life, and it was the longest influence in my life because they've been around since the early 80s, and they're still around, and I still love everything about them to this day. Some of their music is darker, but it always has a meaning. So I'd have to say that that's probably the biggest influence but you know there's just been so many depending on what I'm going through in my life and mm -hmm. so but Depeche Mode definitely is probably the biggest influence to me. And growing up with you and all the music that we listened to in the car like especially after you met dad yes. I mean it was Depeche Mode all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I remember I didn't like it at first, but it really has grown on me. Like I yeah. love Depeche Mode today. And yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, it was a stage, I guess. I guess, a bad stage. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I, I guess another question to kind of go along with that is like, you know, what, what older bands that you really liked when you were younger do you still listen to today and kind of fall back on? Sure. Uh, you know, and I have such a wide variety of music in my life. Like, I still listen to the Beatles. Those are a classic. I still listen to uh, to rock, you know, all different kinds. I love Queen. I love just those, those rock bands from the 70s, Led Zeppelin. You know, anytime I hear those bands in my life, it just brings back a flood of memories, which is another great thing about music is that it brings up memories from different times in your life. You know, but there's a lot of, I went through a time in the 90s where it was Alanis Morissette, like right. loved, <laughs> yeah. loved her, you know, so, and I, I still, when I hear one of her songs, I think of that period of my life and what that was in, what her music was influencing me, you know? Right, right. Um, so, you know, and then like more current kind of stuff, you know, I went through the boy band stage because my kids liked it. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so well, it's, it was NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, and then newer with, with Lacey was uh, One Direction and, so there's just, I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's like specific bands that I hold on to besides Depeche Mode, Yeah. but they all are just, I have such a love for all the different stages Yeah. and how it has brought, brought me closer with you, Ryan, and with my kids, mm -hmm. just because I really enjoy all music. I love listening to other people's music that they love and feel how passionate they are about it. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you connect everything 
with your favorite music, you kind of connect it to memories and good times you've yes. had and good times yes. you've had with people, which I think everybody does. And yeah. it's just really common. And that's why people love music so much. One of the many reasons, because you hear a song and it just takes you back to that moment in time. And it could right. have been from 30 years ago or, right. you know, and exactly. it just takes you back to that day. Exactly. And that's, you know, it brings people together in all different ways, whether it's in a religious setting, music is, is just big in pretty much any setting. Mm -hmm. And it always kind of brings people together. Yeah. So that's yeah, undoubtedly. what I love about music. Yeah. And so going into our next question. So how did some of the big, well-known 70s, 80s, 90s bands affect you when they first hit the scene, when they were just released? Well, what did you think about all these different musics in these different decades? Um, so one of the biggest things that I remember was when the electronic music first started coming out okay. and it was new. Mm. One of the first songs I remember was Soft Cell, Tainted Love. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was just, a great one. it was new and the sound was new. And so it was just really, it influenced my life because I went on to like more of that type of music in the 80s. And it came out probably when I was, I want to say maybe 11 yeah. Um, or so was when mm. that song came out. And so it really, that really influenced my life. And rock music, of course. I watched rock change so much over time, you know, like from the Beatles and then kind of going into the 70s where you've got Led Zeppelin and stuff. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. then going yeah. into the 80s where you've got Metallica. Right. And, you know, and metal started. And metal and off. all of that. And so just watching watching that and how it developed over time and changed was just fascinating. And I didn't really realize it at the time because, you know, just like now you watch music change and, but over a long period of time is when you really are like, wow, you yeah. know, it was it, innovative. It was, you know, new. So really exciting, really exciting time to go through music, I think. And kind of speaking of, well, I mean, this may be out of left field, but I, I'm going to relate it to the whole evolution of music. What did you use to listen to music growing up? And, you know, like, what was your favorite way to listen to, that you remember, like the first uh, medium that you remember right. using? So what I remember listening to, say, in the car is eight tracks, yeah. um, a lot of eight tracks. And I, you know, I remember going on camping trips we had an eight track in our camper we had an eight track in our boat and so listening on eight track and then you know so that was the portable way to listen to music basically yeah um, so if somebody who's listening doesn't know what is an eight track what is an eight track <laughs> so an eight track tape is a large i would say maybe it's five by four inches yeah and it has tape that runs through it, similar to a cassette tape, but much, much larger right. than that. Yeah. And you pushed the skinny end into an eight-track player, mm -hmm. and then it had tracks on it, basically. Yeah, yeah but, and, and you could fast-forward and rewind, right. just yeah. like you so could So similar, a, like a cassette, yeah. yeah. Just a big cassette. It's just, yeah, a giant <laughs> yeah. cassette. You know, and then at home, it was, it was records. It was... Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I got my first record player when I was probably six or seven and would listen to disco music yeah. on, on <laughs> my first record was disco. So, you know, it it's really changed, especially now that everything's digital. Right. But through high school, it was cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. 
that we listened on. And then when CDs came out and DVDs, it was kind of overwhelming because with the with the tapes, you would have to fast forward and rewind to try to get to the first of a song. Yeah. If you wanted to listen to a specific song, you'd have yeah. to kind of go back and forth between fast forward and rewind to get it right at the first of the song so you could listen to it. And with CDs, DVDs, you know, you don't have to do that. Exactly. So, yeah, you could just skip right to the right. next track. Yeah. The other fun thing about cassette tapes is having a recorder and being able to if you couldn't afford to buy say the records then you could put a blank tape into a recorder and literally record it off the radio the sound was oh, not yeah, great right. but you could <laughs> but you could do that <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's another thing that I have written down here is to ask you about you know we've kind of talked about a tracks and a little bit about cassettes and vinyls but mixtapes and you know I, I was wondering if you could share your experiences with those with cassettes and then uh, like the single vinyls the 45s I wanted to ask you about that because we had talked about that yes so the the um Cassette tapes. Oh, yeah, the, the mixtapes. The mixtapes, yeah. So my brother and my sister were like the king and queen of mixtapes. Okay. And they were constantly making mixtapes, whether it was just typically when you get an album, you have some really popular songs on the album and then some maybe not so well-known or popular songs. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so they'd go through and take all the really popular songs and group them together on a mixtape. Yeah. And my my brother's handwriting, I can still see his handwriting on the mixtapes, you know, <laughs> um, of the songs that he would put together for me to listen to in my car or whatever. Yeah. So, so that was a great thing. And then, uh, yeah, 45s, how, like, because this was something that I, we don't, we haven't really talked about on this show yet. So 45s, could you describe them just for people who don't know? Yeah, so you have an album, a full-size album that has every song on it. Yeah. But they had smaller um, records called 45s that would have one song on the front, one song on the back. Right. And they were much cheaper. So for me, I couldn't always afford the big album, but I could always go and afford to buy a 45. Yeah. So I had a stack of 45s with, and they were mm-hmm. typically, you know, those great songs off the albums, the popular songs that they played on the radio, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like buying singles today off of iTunes Correct. or Apple Music or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But it was just a smaller. Like a seven inch. Probably. Yeah. About that. Yeah. yeah. Vinyls were. Like a small tortilla or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Like a street taco. And it had the bigger hole in the center. Okay, So yeah. you had to have the little adapter instead of just the small hole for, for the, the album. Oh, yeah, that's Does right. Does that yeah. make sense? I haven't seen one in a long yeah, time. Yeah, so you had to have the adapter to play them, the 45s. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, it's funny how those terms have kind of been lost. Like when we were when we were talking about them about a week or so ago, we were like, what are they called? Like I know. Um, I, exactly. It, you know, and, and with... Uh, like cassettes too you know there's probably kids out there that are growing up that like you would you would maybe talk about a b-side or (laughs) and they they have no idea what what? i saw this video where the where this dad handed them a cassette and asked them how they would play the music off of it it's like well where's you know the ox chord going and all that stuff and it's like like, tell me what a pencil has to do with it as well too and like what like do you like stick the pencil in through the hole or something it's kind of like handing a child of today a rotary phone from you know the 80s and 70s like they're like what do you do with how do i even work this thing yeah it was just so hilarious to see them try and figure out how to play music they're like lifting it to their ear and uh-huh. like, yes. like they had no idea so yeah 
Yeah, so lots of cool mediums that you've seen to, you know, with music and how to play it. Well, and the cassette tapes, the portable, you can obviously pay them in your car, but then you had the Walkmans, oh, yeah, right. the Sony yeah. Walkmans that you could put a cassette tape in and you could run. I mean, they were larger, obviously, than the earphones <laughs> you see now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you could, you know, exercise with them or whatever mm-hmm. you wanted mm-hmm. to do. So. And I am proud to say that I actually have used a cassette Walkman before. Um, my dad used to own one, a yeah. really old, beat up Sony. It was just a black, like yeah. it looked like a little black box, and you yep. just pop it in. And mm-hmm. um, bigger than you can put in your pocket. For sure. Yeah, you'd have to carry it <laughs> around carry it. with you oh, while yeah. you've got the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the headphones were just obnoxious. Yeah. Like they were these the like, foamy, thin thing. little, mm-hmm. um, yeah, foam headphones, and yeah. just crazy yeah. to think yeah. about. I never used one but i had discmans growing up you know it's the same thing but yes for CDs. But for yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. same same concept yeah. for sure well yeah. and b- before they uh had the pockets in uh book bags and backpacks for laptops and stuff yes. they had pockets for your walkmans your or your, walkman. your disc yeah, yeah discman. <laughs> yes and you yeah. could string the headphones out of it and just have a little cd player yeah and, some yep. of my backpacks growing up had those yeah yep. yeah those aren't even really a thing anymore, I don't think. So. Yeah, I mean, not with phones. Everybody has their phone and their yeah, Bluetooth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AirPods or whatever. Yeah. Alrighty, so on to our next question, I guess. Um, so let's go into, I guess you know, since we talked a little bit about the evolution of. Know, how you listen to music, maybe we should go from the evolution of how it was kind of rock and roll was king and then how into the 80s or so, you know, pop became the kind of the king of the radio. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So and it kind of it, it really kind of depends like it was still, you know, a separate genre that you're that you're listening, listening to depending on your tastes mm-hmm. for music. But yeah, definitely there was a lot more rock involved in in the 70s and then it kind of evolved into the big hair bands really in the 80s or started the beginnings of of metal yeah so you know it i i mean rock kind of evolved that way but i think people who like went to high school like i did in the 80s or junior high and high school in the 80s the electronic kind of stuff definitely played a bigger role in school Right, um, the the poppier. Yeah, because of... what brought people or what brought kids together in junior high and high school in the eighties was dances. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so beginning in the seventh grade, we had school dances. You know, maybe once a month, and you know, it, they they didn't play the hard rock. They played the stuff you can dance to, which is more the pop or the electronic kind of music, and that's what we did. That's that was our entertainment, basically, because we didn't have phones. We didn't have, you know, all the things that they have now. TV was like three channels, three or four channels. You know, if there was something on TV, you might stay home and and watch it. But for the most part, you're going out and you're going to dances Mm -hmm. for your entertainment with friends or, you know, interacting with people, which is rare. nowadays (laughs) you know like we're interacting with people in in person you know it's Um, it's so true yeah and so that's how music kind of influenced me through the 80s was through the dances that I would go to and they were all the time that's how kids got together 
That's how people got 80s. to know each other. Yes. And, you know, like mm -hmm. you couldn't just sit in your room and text somebody and nope. get to know them that way. You had to actually go out yep. and interact. Yeah. You know, you had to dress and, up. <laughs> and until you got your driver's license, it was mom and dad's responsibility to get you to that dance so that you can interact with people your own age. You right. Know? I see. <laughs> so, yep, absolutely. But yeah, so rock was always there throughout, but maybe not so much in the interactions with other people because, you know, as far as like social, 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 social gatherings yeah. and stuff, it was more the electronic and, you know, the pop kind of for that. And, um, I, I know that we kind of, I, I feel like we've already touched on this a little, but one of the questions we have here is like, what band or bands were you just obsessed with? And, and <laughs> I think I could maybe twist that a little bit. Like growing up, was there a band when you were a teenager that you were just obsessed with? Like a boy band or, you know, I mean, not that boy bands were huge. Yeah. But. And I've, I've thought about this question and maybe for some people, there were, you know, there were a lot of, you always have your, for girls, teen idols, you know? Yeah. Whether it be an actor or a band or, you know. Yeah. But I never, I never really was obsessed like Lacey was with One Direction. Right. A complete obsession with One Direction. And I never was like that yeah. when I was, when I was younger. They're like, I was pretty open to all different genres of music and there wasn't really one that I was completely obsessed over. I mean, I really liked Michael Jackson. Just he was he <laughs> well, was am didn't? amazing, <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't say it was like an obsession or a crush or anything like that. It was it was more just it was new and exciting and, and the talent. The and... talent, absolutely. So I can't really say that there's like one band I was ever obsessed with because I had so many different genres in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just liked everything. And I still am that way. I still just like everything. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, it really quick, if, if you guys haven't, um, if you want to get to know Lacey, definitely go back and listen to our fourth episode and you can learn about her obsession with One Direction and... <laughs> And, and Ariana Grande. Right, and Ariana <laughs> Grande. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when she gets hooked on a band, she really dives in. So. Oh, absolutely, yes. Alrighty, so and I guess another question that we have on here to talk about, it says to ask you about Metallica and metal music. Yeah, so that's kind of a funny thing because when I was in high school and we used to go to dances or, or mostly mostly like parties, gatherings, they always, we would, me and my girlfriends would go and maybe it might be a bunch of guys there as, you know, and Metallica was always playing. And me and my girlfriends were like, oh my gosh, do we have to listen to this again? <laughs> like, it was just so loud and obnoxious. But, you know, after we went to two or three parties and Metallica was always playing. Yeah. Then it was like, then we started singing along and we started, <laughs> and pretty soon it was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love this. And so, and of course, um, my sister especially was a big Metallica fan, huge. And she was always into the heavier metal type rock. And so that's what was always playing when we would hang out as well was the heart of Metallica, Megadeth, things like that. And they are just absolutely amazing. The 
the drummer. I had I had a couple of friends, brothers actually, in high school, and they 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 had this natural talent. They could listen to a song. They both played the guitar and the drums, and they could listen to a song and then go sit down, figure it out, and play it. Yeah. And they could do that with Metallica. And I always thought that was amazing because not a lot of people can well, yeah. play that kind of music. <laughs> yeah. And I they, wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. And they were just absolutely amazing that way. Very talented. So, yeah, those bands, like at first, I didn't like them, I guess. But pretty, it didn't take long, and I was in love, especially with Metallica. I never really got into other metal bands, but Metallica was insane. Yeah, <laughs> this is so good. What other metal bands do you remember being big at that time? Like, I'm I'm sure Black Sabbath was oh, still big. And, yeah, Black you know. Sabbath, Judas Priest. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Behemoth, Anthrax, uh, Anthrax. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Well, and even. Let's see, what year would that have been? Tool, I know, came oh, out. Oh, yeah, Tool. Mm-hmm. In the 90s. I, in yeah. The, yeah, well, late, yeah. Like, I think it was I'm going to say 80s. late 80s yeah, is what I, I'm thinking. I think you're right there. Um, Rush. Oh, Rush was, Rush yeah. was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I tend to put Rush, like it wasn't my favorite band, but all the guys I was friends with loved Rush. So I always, because the guys loved it, I always think it's more of a guy band, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I don't right. know. <laughs> but they are so good. I, I think you're right, though. I think they are kind of a guy band. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess we want to talk about, you know, there's all these big metal bands, and then going into, after the 80s, I guess, more into the 90s, you know, the evolution of music, did it change? Did it decline? Or is it still declining? Or... Right. How would you say the evolution of that from the 80s to the 90s worked out? Um, so, and this is just my opinion. I know there's so many people that just absolutely love 90s music. And there are some good ones like Nirvana, of yes. course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some good ones. But because of what I was going through during the time, I was actually listening more to country during, say, 90 to 94-ish. It was definitely more a lot of country. And I'm talking like older country you know, Hank, well, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., Dwight Yoakam, some of the much older country. And I would have to say the reason for that is because I call them girly, girly singers. And when you turn on the radio, what you would hear is the girly singers. And I'm like, maybe like Mariah Carey, Brandy, oh, um, right. those kinds of. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my favorite type of music. Yeah. Um. And so, but I was also listening to country during the time, so it didn't really matter. But then in the later 90s, when boy bands and Britney Spears and, you Shakira know. Shakira or something like that. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that. so I was listening to that in the in the later 90s. Will, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, he is pretty big <laughs> for a while. Too. Yeah, yeah. In, the late, in the late 90s. So, you know, I I loved that music in the later 90s. I just wasn't really into the more pop and rock in the earlier 90s. And I know there's a lot of bands that people are obsessed with from that time period, but it just wasn't something that I got into, I guess, Yeah. at that time. Well, and country kind of had a heyday in the 90s, you know, like it it got pretty popular, I feel like. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of really good country singers during that time. The Judds and the, like, yeah. There was there was a lot of 
of, country of music. good country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can sure. see why you gravitated to that, to, con- you know, just because of your music taste and, you know, yeah. I, yeah. And country was always a big part of my life because my, my dad really liked country. Mm-hmm. And it was older country like Don Williams and Roger Miller and that kind of stuff. And also when I was listening to country, I was also listening to like Jimmy Buffett and things things like that. Um, Um, Like there's definitely been an influence from all areas in my life. I can still hear a Jimmy Buffett song and it takes me back and because he's amazing. Well, and you can definitely see that like, you know, when you're describing what you the artists that you like and your mm-hmm. musical taste, like it's it's very much just the whole spectrum, which yeah. is really cool. This is one yeah. of the reasons we wanted to interview you. So yeah, well, and then there's Joel Walsh. We listened to Joel Walsh oh, during yeah. that time a lot as well, and, and the Eagles. Yeah. Oh yes, so yes. good. <laughs> and you know, I guess while we're on the spectrum of music, one thing that I really have wanted to ask you, and I've kind of talked to you about it, but how do you? how do you feel about hip hop and rap and you know, how did you feel about it when it first came out in like the late, uh, late eighties? Yeah. Um, so the first time I had ever heard about rap music, I want to say I was about between 12 and 14. So it would have been like 82 to 84. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who's had family in Hawaii and she started to explain to me how there was this thing called rap music. Yeah. And they would take mm-hmm. records and, you know, scratch, scratch the yeah. records yeah. Mm-hmm. to get that sound. And it was just completely foreign to me. I remember thinking, why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why, why would they want that? You know, but then right away after that is when rap music started to be incorporated. And I come, you know, from a very like conservative state. It was probably bigger faster in some of the bigger cities you know maybe california florida whatever yeah new york um where rap music kind of hit the scene a lot sooner than it did in utah right (laughs) yeah Um, that's true (laughs) and so utah was kind of late on that boat i think so too but it but it definitely did you know when they started aerosmith and run dmc right and they started incorporating rap music into rock or pop or whatever um and that's when i really became familiar with it i never did go down like i know 90s rap i love 90s rap now but when it was actually when it was the 90s it wasn't it was still a little foreign to me yeah yeah um so i didn't really listen to it much then other than like tone loke or run dmc those kind of yeah beastie boys beastie boys exactly yeah. yeah so i know I'm more familiar with 90s rap now than I am, than I was then. Right, so. right. And so I guess kind of also going with that, you know, talking about genre mixing with, with rap and rock and pop and all that stuff. How did you kind of take, you know, that, because that's when um, new metal was starting to hit the scene and everything. How did you take to that? I know you said you didn't like it, you know, some of rap at first. Were you the same with new metal then? or? Um, yeah, so new metal is another one that I'm not that familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, however... Lincoln Park yeah. is one of <laughs> And I know if you've listened to their episode on Lincoln Park, it's my favorite. Like it just, it hits me the the passion that comes from it. It's, it's amazing. And I, I feel very proud that I was the one that introduced Ryan to Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. <laughs> because yeah, Lincoln Park is amazing and they're kind of a mixture. But as far as that new metal, it's not, I don't know. 
what would you consider new metal, you guys? Oh gosh, um, I mean, Lincoln Park is a great example. Yeah. They started out in new metal. Um, yeah, I mean, we also did talked about System of a Down. Yes, yeah, um, they were really good too. Um, some of the like Foreign could be um, considered new metal. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. They're... And I'm familiar with those bands, but it's not um, something I got into probably because at that time in my life I was going back to my roots, which was the '80s. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so during that time when that all came out, it was, I was listening to Queen, Queen, <laughs> or Depeche Mode or like, yeah, just Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Like the, those, yeah. those kinds of bands I was revisiting at that time. So yeah, new metal, I would say did not have a big influence on my life other than Lincoln Park. Right. Right. Um, well, and I, I think that that's probably common for, you know, for, for people from your generation, because new metal was, I, I mean, Nick and I have already kind of talked about it. Like, there's some really good new metal out there from back in the 90s and things. But and then there's other ones where people are like, they're kind of ashamed, you know, that they listen to that stuff, too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right yeah. And um, it was just kind of an awkward stage in music. Like, it was like a teenage stage in yeah, music. Yeah, I agree. Something yeah. like that. So, yeah. still developing. and But that's that's really cool. And, and thanks for plugging our Linkin Park episode. If it's you haven't heard that my one, favorite. Yes. go listen it's to it. It's our, it's our most listened to episode, so... <laughs> And then also, I guess, also along with you know, late 80s and into the 90s, there was MTV. How was growing up with that? Oh, well, so I I don't know if you guys know this, but MTV started out as music television, but it was played like on a Friday or Saturday night at midnight. Oh, okay. And so there wasn't, you know, it wasn't a whole channel or anything like that. It wasn't like an hour show at midnight. And there weren't that many videos out at that time. Music videos were really new. And so the ones I first remember watching is Aha, oh, okay. <laughs> Take On so Me, cool. which was the most amazing ahead of its time video. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like uh, Michael Jackson Thriller, I remember there was a big, huge release for that video because it was 15 minutes long. It was like a short movie. And, you know, we all just waited and waited for that because they had announced that it's coming out, waited for that to come out and sat down in front of the TVs. That was like yeah. probably before remote controls and things like yeah. that. <laughs> but, you know, those kind of music videos. And then as time went on, everybody started making music videos. And so then they had to create a whole channel. So MTV used to be all music videos. Right. You know, and then... After after that, it kind of evolved into, what is it, reality TV, that sort of thing. Yeah, it kind of changed. It, it and... changed. It, they stopped doing. And there was another channel called VH1. Uh, I remember. Do you remember that? I kind of, I never really watched it much, but I remember it. And MTV kind of became almost like a, a risky kind of thing. Like, yeah, probably not appropriate for young children, that kind of showing on it but it seems like vh1 stuck more to just playing music videos and and it was probably more appropriate for for kids yeah. i guess but yeah M mtv started out not as a channel but as a 
just a TV show. You yeah, know? and I feel like yeah. they started bringing on, you know, because MTV, they tried to start getting the the newest artists and the the more like, I don't know, shock artists or like, you know, stuff that really caught people's attention in the music world. And they'd bring them on and interview them and they'd start doing kind of like weird I, I don't know. It just got a little weird as it went yeah, on. Yeah, it not really that I, did, in my opinion, too. Yeah, like, not that I know a whole lot about it, but it's interesting that it went from, like, this kind of a, a music video TV channel, and it turned into something very different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that happened, I don't, I don't remember when it happened exactly, but maybe that happened as videos came available on other sources. Yeah, I don't know. They tried to YouTube start doing or that. I don't know if that. I, mean, I never really got into music that. videos till YouTube. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, I'm gonna jump back to to Michael Jackson really quick because I feel like. Yes. We should definitely talk about him and his influence in your life and, you know, may- maybe start with like the Jackson 5 and, you know, how he kind of broke off and is doing, did his own thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I remember hearing Jackson 5 when I was young, but it wasn't like, it wasn't an obsession, you know, they just yeah. were on the radio. Um, But it wasn't until Michael Jackson came out and like back then, um, music was very... I mean, there were always, I don't know if you've seen um, the movie Rock of Ages. I don't think so. No, um, I haven't. Well, so it's it's about rock music. And you've got the people who kind of work in the bars and are just their whole lives kind of revolve around rock music and bands. But then you've got kind of the other side. Catherine Zeta-Jones plays more of a, like, the mayor's wife, very religious. And they're always picketing the the people uh, that are because yeah. back then it was kind of like lyrics and stuff very like taboo taboo or, religious yeah. people you know were like people are going to do bad things if they listen to these lyrics mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it was like back in the 70s and 80s so it's kind of like a footloose situation correct yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly but my, when michael jackson came out the music was absolutely amazing but they would show him on tv they would have, I don't really remember, maybe it was an amu- a music award show. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember the actual content, but he would perform. And, you know, he used to grab himself a lot. Oh, yeah, so they probably yeah. film him above the waist. Like well, with Elvis, they right? didn't yeah. oh, at really? the time, but but it was risque. And I remember a lot of my friend's parents were like, oh, don't watch that. You know, yeah. my, my mom wasn't like that because she just liked music and it wasn't, you it wasn't know. It a huge deal. It wasn't a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the reason why I'm so open to all kinds of music. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think music is for fun. I don't think it influences people Yeah. in that way, you know. Right, that right. They I, would, mean, I mean, it might some people, I don't know. I but yeah, it's... Michael Jackson was very risque at first because of his dancing, yeah. you know. And a lot of people didn't want their kids watching him and things like that but his music was amazing he is so, so talented unbelievable he Even was today. so he was talented. a musical genius for sure he really was and i think he was also just very innocent and kind of in a bubble so yeah. he wasn't you know it was I can't, all I, he knew it was right? all he yeah. knew it right. literally was all he knew and he was kept kept sheltered and just his talent was the only thing he had you know yeah but yeah michael jackson was a, an amazing 
Hey Ryan, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, man, I'm hanging out with McKay. We're gonna take a look at his latest engravings and talk about giveaways for I engrave stuff. Oh yeah, that's awesome, especially about those giveaways. And you know, I was on the internet the other day and I saw these ads for these other engraving services and man, their prices are expensive. Yeah, man. A lot of those other engraving companies will charge you up the wazoo for things. But I've noticed that McKay's company, they have items that are priced very reasonably, making it affordable, especially this year, to get a personalized and really impactful gift. Get your parents something that is heartfelt with your signature, or you can even do a letter in your own handwriting on something. Oh yeah, that's right. And you can even send a scan of your handwriting on a letter, and they can engrave it onto a sign, a bottle, or whatever you can think of. The possibilities are endless with them. Yeah, and right now, if you're in the checkout area, you can type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box, and you'll get an extra 10% off. A gift from us. Go to iengravestuff.com today. And then, sorry, I'm going to take another question here. Uh, so, one thing that we wanted to ask you about that has kind of been a recent recent event, how did you feel about the Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even watch that, so I don't know <laughs> what's going on with the halftime. So show. it was it was Shakira and J Lo. Okay. And to me it was amazing. Like these these ladies are my age. Mm -hmm. And they were doing things. I mean, they J Lo was on a pole, for instance, and I think that was because she did the movie Hustler. Oh. Um Oh she, I think I remember hearing about and, everybody was Oh, it was very risque. And it was very, yeah. yeah. But because dance has been, dance and music has been such a huge part of my life, I thought their show was amazing. And I just tell people, like, at my age, if I could dance on a pole or shake my <laughs> hips like Shakira, then I totally would. Right. That's what <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so even though, it, you know, some people thought it was very risque and taboo, I guess, mm -hmm. that's. That's not my opinion. My girls, my younger girls dance and anything with dance in it, I'm kind of obsessed with. I love watching dance and incorporate music and I think it's awesome, amazing. Yeah. So I I was, yeah, I was fascinated by it. Yeah, I had to put you on the spot and ask you about that one because I, yeah, I was curious what you had, what you had thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess we'll also... I, for this next question, we'll go back a little bit farther about the Beatles. What did you think about them growing up and listening to them? And also about the Beatles after they broke up and their solo careers. Did you ever follow yes. those? And yes. So the Beatles were always a huge part of my life. My mom loved the Beatles, obsessed with them. And I went through different stages in my life where that's all I would listen to because I just, I love their music. It's very, I don't know the right word, but it's almost like alternative in a way, some of the, some of their later music, not their, yeah. not yeah, their earlier stuff, but yeah. bubblegum yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But later it's almost like their yellow submarine and Sergeant Peppers yeah. and stuff. It, it's almost has an alternative feel and yeah. I love alternative music. And so the Beatles definitely had a big influence in my life. I listened to them a lot. And then their solo careers, my mom, Loved Paul McCartney. Yeah. Loved him. <laughs> Still does, I think, to this day. Oh, yes. But I tend, like, he was more the influence, I think, of almost the bubblegum kind of kind Beatles of feel. Yeah. When it Whereas, came to, like, John Lennon yeah, was more. More, more serious. Yeah. And, and I tend yeah. to like the John Lennon 
part of the music more. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I really, I really liked John Lennon. So mm. I think I'm with you music. there. Like, you know, imagine that, like, that's an yes. amazing yeah. song. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so deep and... It's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always love the mixture of both because I remember when I took um, music history, I can't remember if it was my high school course or um, or college course, one of the two, we talked about the writing styles of John Lennon and Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and how they kind of mesh together. Like if you listen to, oh, what was the song? Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Or you hear the part where it's you know, very funny, you know, before she's going too fast, you know, that part was written by Paul McCartney. And yeah. you can tell because it's very fun, fast, and upbeat. And then the slow part's like, I think she's going to be sad. Yep. So that's more <laughs> smooth Lennon. and melodic. That's John Lennon. Yeah. And so right. it's a very interesting to see how much they complemented each other. Absolutely. And I'm very sad that, you know, that John Lennon, you know, was, he was shot and was killed. They never got I a remember, chance to. I remember that day Yeah. when that happened. That they never got that chance to recollab with each other in the future. Yes, yeah. that would have been amazing. Very tragic, and I don't know. I mean, I, they wouldn't I, be the Beatles without each other, right? And they're yeah. both just different, but so amazing and combine so well together. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I think that it was when they were together that That's that was the really best. Shown, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Let's see. So we had kind of talked about how some of the big, well-known bands kind of affected you. I, I was hoping you could go into a little more detail about that, though. Like growing up, like what bands do you remember just changed everything? Because there were so many bands mm. that did that, you know, like yeah. during the 80s, especially. Oh, that's a kind of a hard question. I mean, again, I think it depends on the genre you're talking about. Yeah. Because, like, big hair bands changed everything oh, in yeah. the rock world. You know what <laughs> I mean? So and now it's, like, who listens to big hair bands anymore? I love Bon Jovi. Really? But... Well, Bon Jovi <laughs> is a classic. Yeah. And he's still around. And he still yeah. produces, um, you know, puts out amazing music. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, revisiting the big hair band days, there's not a lot of music besides maybe Def Leppard yeah. and Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. That I would probably re- revisit. Yeah. Maybe Rat. Okay. If yeah. Rat, okay. maybe. Um, But like, I'm thinking like Cinderella and <laughs> what's another one? Anyway, like, I don't think I would revisit those again. Yeah. Um, although they were awesome in the day. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a few that are classic that, you know, I have heard and listened to. Again, later. Right, even now. Yeah. yeah. And then, I I don't know, alternative music in the 80s, and even alternative music now, there's a lot of, in the, you know, say the past 15 years or so, mm-hmm. there's a lot of alternative music that I that I really like. I don't, The Neighborhood. I oh, like yeah. The Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. really good. Um, you know, they play, I don't know, what genre would you consider The weekend? Gosh, that is a that's a tough question, actually. Well, I've never um, really listened to them much myself, but I, so I really couldn't say. You know, part of me wants to say pop, part of me wants to say R and B, part of me wants to say um, alternative. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's a combination, and right. like I really like the weekend because I tend to. I mean, they have a definite like alternative undertone feel. Some feel. Of them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that alternative music just in general i had the most influence in my life yeah because it was it was really prominent in the 80s yeah you know 
Yeah, that's kind of um, when... That's when it came out, I would I would say. Yeah, right, well, um, like kind of the genre mixing type stuff, you know, yeah. the, the kind of just different and out there music. There was also a genre, I guess, called New Wave in yeah. the 80s. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it actually um, started, I believe, in Britain. Okay. New Wave, and then it kind of eventually showed itself around here because I think it actually started in the 70s in Britain. Mm. But it didn't really come around here until probably the 80s. Would be I, my I think guess. you're, yeah, like I haven't done a whole lot of it, but you know, another person who brought this up was Jordan in our last episode. He would love to do, he was talking about how he would love to take um, some of the best qualities of new wave music. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. make an album from it, which yeah. I thought was very creative and. But but yeah, like so I'm I'm aware of that time period, but I haven't studied up on it much. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm yeah, it was big in, in the eighties, but it was kind of a like it was it was just kind of everywhere in the eighties. So it's like to me, I don't know what I would specify as new wave versus yeah. you know, a different genre because it was kind of a mix. Kind of the line kind of blurred. Yeah, the there. line blurred, definitely. For me anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Well, here, do you want to, I, I feel like I've been taking all the questions. No, you're all good, man. I'm, I'm as long as it flows good. Um, but I guess maybe one to talk about growing up with the radio and mainstream music. And also, we talked a little bit about dances, but maybe touch a little bit more on you know, back in the 80s and 90s and going to dances and things that how, because radio was big back then. Yes. But I personally... I don't care much for the radio. I'd rather listen to, to what I'd rather be the DJ rather than yeah. someone else you know on the turn on the radio and they decide what goes on next. Right. <laughs> and all, and all of my kids are that way cuz yeah. that's how they grew up. I grew up with the radio, so I tend to when I get in the car, you know, I'll flip stations on the radio still. I don't always plug in my phone. It's just not not what I do because yeah. I was used to lis- listening to the radio or plugging in a cassette or a CD or whatever, you know, it happened to be it at that time yeah. so all of my kids they get in the car and they're plugging in their phones and <laughs> yeah. playing their playlist which is fine with me because like I love their music as well mm-hmm. um, but it's just not something I do when I get in the car yeah. because I've always just listened to the radio I probably I mean I do it more when I'm on vacation and I'm traveling and you, know, you can't get radio stations yeah. when you're out in the middle of nowhere so I definitely do it when more when I'm traveling well, and uh, it, did you ever like call in and you know to win tickets? Or, Absolutely, you know? I even won a couple of times. Oh, yeah, really? that's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> what tickets did you win? <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what I won. I remember one time I was really young, and we were listening to the radio at home, and they asked a question about some old guy. I don't even remember who it was, <laughs> but my dad knew the answer, uh, and he's blurted it out, and he's like, "Call." That's the answer. And yeah. so I, I called and gave him the answer and won. I don't even remember what I won, but it was exciting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was on the radio. You know, and I mean, they still do stuff like that today on the radio, but it doesn't it was way have, bigger back yeah, then. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same impact as it used to be. Yeah. Like that used to be the only way for you to, I don't know, interact with the radio station and with artists and yeah. you get to, I don't know, it was just so different. Absolutely. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> I think I miss him sometimes. Like, I don't know, I, I grew up with a little bit of the radio and, you know, but I think I was a teenager when the iPod came out and everything and it was just no, like... No, Ryan. 
It was the Zoom. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I remember, because I remember I wanted an iPod. I remember Ryan was so proud of a Zoom. So I was like, what's a Zoom? What's a Zoom? Now it's like, what was a Zoom? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like an eight track. <laughs> I, I'm going to come to the Zoom's defense here just for a minute. Let, let me explain. So, so have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2? You know? <laughs> no. That's what everybody exactly. on Earth is listening to now. Can hold like 200 songs. Oh, man. <laughs> But those I'm are, that guy. <laughs> but that, those were good times. Like, that's one of the things that I'm talking about. Music brings people together. As Ryan used to be on the computer, which was in our kitchen dining area, and he used to sit on the computer and, and play songs that he could put on his Zoom. And so it was just every day after school, between then and dinner time, just music going on in the kitchen dining area. <laughs> and it was like Hoobastank and... Oh, um, yeah, I loved Super Stink, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, One Republic. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I love One yeah. Republic. And they were, they're, they're really I just good. saw them in concert last, was it last year? Uh, the year before? I think it was two years yeah. ago. Yeah, they're um, really good. Yeah, super good. And so talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that was just good times because he was a teen. he was a rebel teenager, <laughs> and... <laughs> Scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so we, it probably wasn't the time in our life that we were getting along the best, but the music brought, I think, brought us together and closer. Mm-hmm. So. I think so, too. And, and um, I, I still am going to come back to the Zune because <laughs> this is the reason I wanted the Zune, okay? For all of you people out there freaking out right now. <laughs> so when the iPod first came out, you'll... It, You'll remember maybe that it had a little click wheel and, you know, it had a screen and you had to use the I click wheel. I was sad wheel. when the click wheel disappeared. I know. I loved the <laughs> click wheel. But the Zoom had an actual screen. Like you, you could watch videos Video. and whereas the original iPod, you couldn't do that. You know, like it had a screen, but you could only listen to music. Yep. And the Zoom, you could watch music videos. You could listen to the radio. Like it was just a better, I don't know. In my opinion, it was a better way to listen to music at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Apple nope. kind of took over, but. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's there There was nothing wrong with the Zoom. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah. I think it's funny too, though. <laughs> I just had to justify it. <laughs> but yeah, Apple was where it was at now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I'll, I agree. And still is. I, I rock an iPhone now. I have a MacBook Pro. I've got an iPad. Yep. I'm decked Apple out. Apple Watch. And... I have an Apple Watch. Yep, from, yeah. For sure. All right. And I guess our next question is, um, what do you think of concept albums? <laughs> Ryan, and he, we just we just talked about concept albums, and I'm like, what the heck is a concept album? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he ex- he explained it to me, um, and it, I guess if you go back to the Beatles, it would have been like um, Sergeant Peppers, right? That was right, the first one, right. Yeah. right? And so, like I say, like I'm not an expert on any band or their members or their albums because probably because I grew up with radio. Yeah. yeah. And so I would hear the popular ones. And if I like that, I go buy their album. But like concept albums, I, I had no idea what they were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't really say that much about concept albums in general. So like, I know I've listened to them, but I, I never knew that you could it listen a, from, from yeah. 1 to 12, and it tells a whole And it tells a story, story and I never knew that until yeah. Ryan told me. Like, yeah. But, you know, Pink Floyd. 
like The Wall, yeah. is one of my all-time favorites. I, I love that album. I've just never heard the word concept album put to it, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, and that's what I was going to ask you about, because, like, I know that that album affected you, and, you know. Yes, like, mm. I know on one of your other episodes, you talked about The Wall and some of the the words in it and oh, the silly yeah. voices and oh yeah and that <laughs> and that kind of thing nick does a great impression of the meat yes <laughs> he does he does <laughs> for sure oh, you <laughs> you don't eat your meat <laughs> exactly um, you can't have any pudding <laughs> you can't have any pudding <laughs> i like it when he does it way better than when i do it <laughs> but yeah that was just an amazing album so as far as concept albums that would be top of my list because now i know it's one i got you (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a great one for sure yeah i i just we wanted to ask you that because i just thought it was so interesting that like you know because i i know how much you love music and everything Mm -hmm. and you know the whole concept album kind of being a little foreign to you like but it makes it makes sense back then when those albums were coming out i mean people probably didn't listen to that and go oh my gosh like this is so conceptual and you know they were probably just so into it and wanted to be a part of it like i i don't know and then also now that those albums have been out for decades now people have been able to you know dissect them and really study them and be like oh yeah i can see this and get ideas from it well and i think that's the difference between our generations is now people do that they dissect music and you know take it apart and like really get into it whereas back then we just listened to it you know mm-hmm. like this is a cool song you know? <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't like we were tearing it apart is it mm-hmm. fun to dance to is it fun to listen to at parties is it fun you know it was more of a social thing and we're listening to yeah, it being there in the yeah. moment yeah. Mm-hmm. and now there's people weirdos out there making podcasts about it and gosh stuff. no like, what kidding the- what the heck <laughs> yeah brian <laughs> <laughs> He dragged me into this, so he's the weird Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Put it all on me, the Zoom guy. The Zoom, yep, guy. The Zoom guy. That's what we're going to call you from now on. Oh, boy. I can, I can see the comments now. <laughs> Let's see. So I know that we've kind of brought this up a little bit, but I was hoping you could maybe give us a, a little more detail here. Like when certain genres came out, like uh, the grunge genre or mm-hmm. – uh, Oh, well, I'll, I'll save that for my next question. I, I wanted to talk to you about disco music, but... Yeah, um, that was definitely a genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but, like, as new genres came out and you were experiencing them for the first time, like, did they just kind of slowly trickle in and become what music was? Or were you like, oh, my gosh, this sounds so different, you know? Yeah, um, a little bit of both. I mean, like, I remember the first time I heard Depeche Mode, and I'm mm-hmm. like... This is so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) This is a downer. You know what I mean? Um, But but it became part of my life. And then I started to understand it and listen to it and enjoy it. Um, The same with metal, you know? Yeah. It, it It took a minute, like, to... Go like okay, do I do I love this or do I hate this? You know, mm-hmm. it took a minute to to really get to know what it was about. Yeah, it's kind of like in shock, like with the yeah, new... and and hip hop, same sort of thing. Like it was it was just new, and so it took a while. Like I had to hear it a few times because the probably because the beats were different than I was used to. Yeah, and so I know that I know a lot of younger people 
can sing along with rap music just fine. Mm-hmm. And I cannot yeah. because I don't have that. I don't, the, the beat is completely different. Yeah, like the, the flow. The flow of, of it is yeah. completely different. And so even though I like it, and there are some that I try to sing along with, because <laughs> singing along with music is big for me. Yeah. I like to sing along. But but yeah, just the flow and the beat and everything is so different that like rap music, I can't. But I know young people can cue it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because maybe that's what they are used to listening to. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I think the the way, you know, like the electronic music and the new wave, like it all has a different sort of feel a different flow and it and it took some time Mm -hmm, a little bit of time to kind of get used to that Mm -hmm. before you're like oh I really like this you know yeah yeah and so I guess also kind of going along with that um, there's also a new um, I guess you can say genre of rock that's kind of it's called progressive rock have you heard much about that um just from Ryan (laughs) (laughs) like I've, I've heard the term what would you consider a progressive rock band Okay. Um, well, I would say definitely the biggest one out there today is Periphery. I've never even heard of them. Yeah, they are. They're not. Even no offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 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 definitely very unique. And what I find is great about them is that they're not even signed. They're self-produced out there. They're the biggest you know, progressive rock band out there. And basically, it's just heavy, distorted guitars going dun dun. Dun, 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 you know, okay. Just, okay. And just it's very um, it's very precise rather than where you maybe if you have like punk rock where it's just three chords and mm-hmm. you know, and a melody. It's it's very focused on the instrumentation. Yeah. Okay. And the drums are very in particular a lot of double bass. Okay. And it's basically just taking rock by storm and kind of reviving rock a little bit. I would sure. say as well. Yeah. yeah, they they use like certain time scales, like you know, for the the people that play instruments. I I think it kind of affects them a lot because they listen to it and they go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they're doing this in this time scale and this it, like the the beats and the way that they set up their songs and yeah, how precise everything is." Yeah. And, and you know, other bands that you might have grown up with, you know, like Tool would be a great example, okay. and that's definitely yeah, one of I would my favorite. They say that there would be more influencers and pioneers of progressive progressive rock. Yeah. yeah gosh why is the name escaping me right now but but yeah like and i rush would probably be yeah. a good example of you know kind of a progressive rock band very early progressive rock because yeah. today's progressive rock is a lot heavier than i would say uh-huh. rush uh, um tool i would say is closer to it but it's definitely very hard, very distorted. And it's very also sometimes common for a progressive rock band today where they don't have a basis. They have eight string guitars. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. like just There's crazy. just amazing yeah. musical geniuses out there. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That it just blows my mind and I can't even comprehend yeah. how they yeah. put those things together. Yeah, like if I were to describe it, it's like it's more take like a, a classically trained musician who plays in an orchestra or a jazz band and take that and mix in rock with it heavy metal rock with it yeah so like they're very classically trained musicians but they just have that that distorted sound that is not very typical of you know rock and roll yeah Uh 
Well, I I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I, I mean, and there are, and if they do have vocals, they're all about just screamo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, well, sometimes they do have you know clean vocals, but just screamo is a lot more common. And it when, depends. When sorry. you say mixing, sorry. No, no, you. When go. you say mixing classical and and rock, the the only thing that comes to mind that I'm familiar with is when Metallica played with the orchestra. Yeah. Was oh, it the kind. so good? Um, which oh, yeah, is probably the not the same. Orchestra, uh, right? Yeah. But it's probably not the same sound. Um, no, but don't. but it was amazing and worth mentioning. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely is. worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. It, King Crimson was the other progressive metal band that I was oh, trying I to think heard of. Them. Yeah, and, and I mean they're kind of. It seems like a lot of those progressive metal and progressive rock bands from your time period are not really well known today. Yeah. But yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, just they would do unique things that nobody else would do with music, you know, like some of the things that Pink Floyd did with, with some of their songs, even more bizarre than that. You know, they would just do very weird time scales. And so, you know, to the average listener, it probably wouldn't sound like it wouldn't be a catchy song necessarily, mm-hmm. something that you could sing along to um, all the time. Well, and I mean, kind of on that subject, Queen was very innovative oh, and yeah. that way too. And I love Queen. They're, I mean, musical geniuses. Oh, Because we sure. were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Queen was definitely. I mean, just look at Bohemian way. Rhapsody. Exactly. And, yeah. So. Mm, I love Queen. In fact, I was listening to the Queen on the way over here. So. Oh, I'm getting inspired, yeah. huh? <laughs> uh, I guess so. Another question we've got. So how do you like the the streaming services now? It, you know, because that's the main form, the, the main way to listen to music now. You know, what's your preferred streaming service? Uh, Apple Music, Spotify? So I, I have Apple Music, our family. So I tend to go to that more. Before I got Apple Music, because I've only had it for maybe a year, if that, it was Spotify yeah. that I go to. And I quite like Spotify. Just because I like how you can kind of type in somebody or, that you like, and it'll play music. That's like it. Uh, that's like it. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, like Pandora was that way and mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. But I quite like Spotify. But again, it goes back to the radio thing. Like if I'm at home on my computer, I might turn on Spotify or Apple Music, one of the two. But in the car, like I don't tend to do that. I, it's it's the radio, but it's, I think it's great. The kids love it. That's how all of my kids listen to music is through streaming services and, and that kind of thing. And I, th- I think it's great. Like the radio, you know, it's full of commercials and, you know, mm. you don't get to pick what you listen to and yeah. all that kind of thing. So it's, it's great that way, but I, I guess I'm kind of old fashioned and in that way too, that I just click on the radio and change stations till I find something I like. Uh, old fashioned in the yeah. best way, I think. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, and we're getting pretty close on time, but there's one other question we wanted to ask you. I guess we'll have Ryan ask this one, but oh, which one here? This one right there. Oh yes. What What was it like watching me grow up, and you know the music that I listened to, and you know, just like being an onlooker as, you know, someone is growing up and slowly discovering everything. Yeah. You know, like, what was that like? <laughs> well, I mean, and again, I think I had a big influence in that because 
sometimes you were just stuck in the back seat and listening to whatever I was listening to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and so you went through stages of like when you were four and five, it was, I was listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and you thought they were so cool. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they were awesome. You know, so it, it was definitely, music's always been a big part of our life as we drive in the car. We always have music on. We're always singing. So, but it, it's fun to watch how things have developed with you and introducing you to Lincoln Park. I think you were probably only seven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you thought about that at the time. Like, right. But it ultimately became one of your favorites. Oh my gosh. So good. So yeah. good. You know, but then there was also other influences in the time of our life as well. Like, I mean, I'm talking driving and listening to Marilyn Manson. Like, how did that affect your brain as a child? <laughs> you know? I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but... Ah, um, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> explains a couple questions to me. <laughs> exactly. You know, or... And then, you know, you kind of like the thing in the kitchen with the Zune, right. you know, and the, the music you were listening to that. And you were so passionate about music and looking it up and wanting certain music on your device and being a part of that was just it was fun to watch and then as you got older and started driving and the music that influenced you at that time namely Eminem <laughs> yeah uh, I got into hip-hop pretty pretty bad <laughs> you know I can you still recite all of the words oh yeah <laughs> to, to what it, what is it Oh, rap god. Rap god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I, I may or not rap every word to that song when it comes on in the car. <laughs> may or may not. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it's the yeah. The may. <laughs> the may. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm. I remember my my wall in my bedroom and bathroom. It was against his, and so I remember standing in my bathroom, getting ready for bed or whatever, mm -hmm. and listening to him rap, rap God, <laughs> on the other side of the wall, you know, over and over, trying to get all the lyrics down. It took a long time. That's <laughs> a hard song to rap. It is. So. And it was amazing. And then he'd come and show me, like, <laughs> check it out, I got it. <laughs> like, I've already heard it 18 times in my bedroom. Exactly. But, <laughs> so, you know, it's it was it was fun to watch, and now I'm still doing it with my with my younger kids. You know, watching them go through changes in music. At first, they're you know they're young. At first, it was all pop, but now it's starting more. You know, they're starting to go into junior high and having more influence music wise in their life. And yeah, and it's it, it's always fun to watch for me. Yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, my little sisters get into, mm -hmm. and you know what they think about music as yeah. they get older. Yeah. Right now, Ariel likes to listen to like musical kind of music. Yeah, mm -hmm. Musicals are fun, fun music um, too. She, and she has a, a huge variety of genres she listens to as well. Mm. I mean, for her age, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, musicals, you know, I find that fascinating that she's kind of picked some musicals that she likes and yeah we want to do an episode on musicals here yeah i would love to down the road yeah nick is itching to do that so. yeah. i was a theater kid so yeah, yeah 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 she just found she found one it's called six six i don't think uh -huh. i've even heard it's of about one. oh um, yes um it's about a henry king. the eighth yeah yeah oh, and henry his VIII? six okay. wives 
but they did it in a um, pop music type play. So the six wives are explaining their stories through pop music. And so she's really into that right now. Oh, cool. Well, and she'll um, actually make like little animations and things to the songs, to which the is songs, amazing. Which is yeah, it's so oh, wow. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, she's very talented. I'm I'm excited to see where both of my uh, littlest sisters go, and Lacey too. And, yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but um, it, let's see. Another question we have here, and I think we had kind of already asked you, but. You know, a lot of people say that after the 80s, music started declining, that, it, you know, uh, particularly rock has been in decline since, aside from maybe like the grunge era with Nirvana. And, mm-hmm. But do you feel like music is still declining now? Um, I think it has its moments. I definitely, it's definitely my opinion that it started to decline after the 80s as yeah. well. But then you have, you have bands like Linkin Park, like that's not a decline, mm. you know? So I mm-hmm. think it... It kind of, there's great, really good bands, and then there's, it's kind of a roller coaster since the since the 90s, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's always, you can always find music, good music that you like, depending on your tastes, no matter what time period it is. Mm. You can always find something, I believe. But just in general, you know, I think that it probably has been on more of a decline since the, since the 80s. Yeah. Do you feel like that's because it's become more accessible? Like that, you know, it's um, there's more musicians out there. There's more ways yeah. to listen to music. Absolutely. And I mean, it used to be you had to be discovered to yeah. be to be a band. But now, like Lacey, for instance, she loves looking up and finding the most rare yeah. band or music that's just starting out and she loves supporting those bands yeah that's you know awesome, which is which is great and i'm sure there's a lot of other people like that as well um where back in the day you had to be discovered you know yeah. <laughs> um and really like sneak tapes into producers yeah, yeah. radio stations and things like that exactly yeah. <laughs> but now you know it's so open to pretty much anyone especially like with youtube oh, because yeah. Anybody can post. I think that's how Justin Bieber was. Yeah, he was through YouTube. Yeah, yeah through yeah. YouTube. And so I think there's just a lot of access to anybody, Yeah, you know, coming up with, with music. Where before it wasn't like that. It was just really, you had to be discovered. You had to have talent. They were looking for some some certain thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that I I think that makes a lot of sense, and that's kind of my theory behind it all too. Is you know I I think it's just because it's so much more accessible now. Yeah. You know, all well, of it, and there's but... a lot of talent out there. Yeah, like, so much talent. It's kind of the same, like in the dance. Like there's so many dancers. Yeah, that it would be hard to support yourself being a dancer. Right. Um. And yeah. and now it's kind of the same. I think with music. Yeah. That there's there's a lot of talent out there. And so it's a hard thing to support yourself with. And get big and on. And get big on. Yeah. yeah. Especially since the way that musicians who do make it and make their living off of music has changed from what it used yes. to be. Yeah. It used to be from, you know, sales. But now that streaming services and you pay like six ninety nine a month and yep. you listen to all those songs, <laughs> yeah. musicians don't make money that way anymore. Right. They make money off of touring and merch touring. and things like that. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting how things have evolved. Yeah. For sure. 
Yeah, and I guess we'll go into our closing question and just kind of just wrap everything around, I guess, is how music has changed your life and what does it mean to you? Music is everything to me. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, kind of the main point of of music for me is that it brings people together. And it may be, you know, you might meet somebody because of music that you both enjoy and base a friendship off of that, you know, to get to know each other. Or, you know, it's great in a family, you know, like I say with Ryan, when he was going through a stage as a teenager, the music is what I think brought us together. And I am I am on my third marriage. And so I went through a lot of things like with divorce and my children have been through divorce and divorce can be a trauma in a child's life. And I think that music going back and, you know, it can bring up feelings that you've had. It can bring up back lots of memories. So just music in general has had such a huge influence on my life. And, you know, everybody that I've met had some kind of relationship with a friendship, whatever it, I have learned something from them about music. It was, you know, a friend that I worked with that introduced me to, she was much younger than me, but she introduced me to Lincoln Park. That's when I started listening to it. And that's oh, really? when Ryan started listening to it. So just music in general to me just has been a huge influence in my life. It is my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, well, and I think that people out there listening can hear that and, you know, that's why we brought you on. There's so many more questions that we wanted to ask you, like, you know, what you think about uh, Billie Eilish and, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, She's amazing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, no, so unique. and Yeah, just... and, and we wanted to ask you, you know, what you think about Dave's Grohl relationship with Billie Eilish. I mean, there there's so many things here uh, about, I wanted to talk to you about Grey Days and, you know, uh, Linkin Park and how, how Grey Days is kind of reviving Chester by bringing out a new album. And, yes. you know, there, there's so many more questions. And hear, hearing that for the first time was so emotional for me just because of, Oh, the, know, yeah, their new single, their, Sickness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, their new single, Grey Days. Yeah. Um, and hearing his voice again and hearing it like it used to be. Right. Yeah. Um, which is when I first started liking Lincoln Park. Yeah. That was the sound in his voice. And he he's just he's so emotional and like you can just hear what he's been through through his voice. It's it just absolutely amazing the yeah. the great days that they were able to do that and bring his voice back. But it was very emotional for me to hear. Yeah. Well and for our listeners that don't know, the first band that Chester Bennington was in before Lincoln Park was called Grey Days. And now that Lincoln or uh, Chester Bennington is, you know, tragically passed, the kind of band manager of that band is going back and taking Chester Bennington's vocals, like old recordings of his vocals, and he's kind of refreshing them and enhancing them. And now he's going to be releasing a new album under the band Grey Days with Chester uh, singing the vocals, which I think is just really cool. And Amazing. It's crazy that you can do that kind of thing today. So. Oh, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. But anyway, we could keep asking you questions all night, but we're getting short on time. So we'd, we better kind of wrap things up here. Um, and we usually let our interviewee uh, leave us with some lyrics. And so we're going to give you a second here to kind of compose yourself and we can do that. So yeah, do you want to take it away, Amy? 
So the lyrics that I've picked have a lot to do with my life. I told you that I am on my third marriage. I've been through divorce and my children have been through divorce. And I think the divorce, you know, affects everyone in the world at some point, whether it's closely related to them or a, an extended family at some point, and it, be, it can be a trauma. But one of my favorite songs by Depeche Mode is Precious, and it has to do with divorce and how it affects children. Um, and I'll read the verses and then read the chorus at the end. So it goes, precious and fragile things need special handling. My God, what have we done to you? We always tried to share the tenderest of care. Now look what we have put you through. Angels with silver wings shouldn't know suffering. I wish I could take the pain for you. If God has a master plan that only he understands, I hope it's your eyes he's seen through. I pray you learn to trust, have faith in both of us, and keep room in your hearts for two. Things get damaged, things get broken. I thought we'd manage, but words left unspoken left us so brittle, there was so little left to give. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time, and be sure to leave us a voice message.